So I'm here with uh, Patrick Homa mm -hmm. um, with Stateside Crafts here in uh, Long Beach, California. Um, so uh, Patrick, uh, tell me a little bit about you uh, before you um, you know opened this place, and then how you you, know, you and Don got together to open this place, and um, a little bit about your backstory. Right. Um, I was uh, working for Nestle at the time, and. Um, we uh, took a trip to visit uh, Don's parents in Traverse City, Michigan, in I think latter part of 2012. And uh, we were while we were there, one day we, we had a pretty full schedule, but one day um, we had this uh, you know day to do pretty much anything we wanted to do, and um, she mentioned you know there's a lot of uh, food and beer and cheese and wine. All up and down the Leelanau Peninsula, and uh, she said it would be a good idea to go kind of explore and see what we can discover. <clears throat> so I thought that was a great idea. So we had all these places picked out that we we're going to go visit, and uh, one of the places was called uh, it was a cidery, and it was in Traverse City. Uh, it's called Tandem Ciders, and um, we pulled up first stop. Um, really beautiful setting uh, orchards uh, in the front of the place and you have to kind of walk through this beautiful orchard setting to get to this small little uh, tasting room located um, uh, I guess there was an orchard behind that as well but everything's very rustic and beautiful and countryside looking and um, we walked in and uh, we were drinking these amazing ciders these amazing farmhouse ciders out of uh, mason jars and there was a uh, uh, bartender there that uh, kind of explained each one and talked about the process and <clears throat> we were very intrigued by all this and as uh, we started we, you know we're drinking these ciders that you know at at some point um, you know you're looking at the ABV and they're nine percent eight percent you know <laughs> so it was like two or three ciders into it and we're already starting to start to feel it you know and um, <clears throat> Conversation started bending around. I think Dawn was the first to mention. Um, she says, <laughs> uh, "You know what we should do? It's like you know, there's always that question. You know, you know what we should do? Um, we should uh, bring cider to Long Beach." And I'm all, "Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, we should do that." And um, so we started talking more about it. And with every new cider we were drinking, I mean, we started getting a little bit more drunk and tipsy. And um, um, she 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 asked me I think at that time she goes have you ever had any ideas uh, you know have you ever had any uh, thoughts of being an entrepreneur and I I said no I I didn't I, um, <clears throat> I and she said and I said wait a minute hold on I go I did have one idea and she said what's that and I go every time I go shop for craft beer in Long Beach I always wind up at these liquor stores and I'm talking to the person who owns the liquor store. And they they know absolutely nothing about beer, uh, so you're you know you have a shelf you know you have things that are on the shelf that should be in the refrigerator. Um, they they it's not that only that they don't know about beer they don't know how to take care of beer. So they they're I, I, I'd always thought to myself while perusing I'm like this is the wrong place for this <laughs> you know this is the the worst place to put this product. I mean you have uh, so much passion and effort going into. The production of these amazing ales and lagers and then it gets you know through the three-tier system it gets passed on to a warehouse where it kind of just sits as a number in a in a warehouse and then eventually gets to the retailer 
who ultimately knows nothing about it, you know? So I said, you know, that seems to be uh, an idea of, you know, having a place that's uh, a, a retail craft beer shop where uh, the owner, um, the operator, has more of a curated selection and does all of the fundamental things about craft beer. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things in order to, uh, to know about beer and how to protect it and make sure, uh, you know, what, what ultimately you get is not only a good product, but uh, one that's been sort of cared and looked after. So she says, hmm, this is a good idea. And um, she says, uh, you know what I think I'll do is I think I'll get an iPad and I'll, and on my nights after work, I'll start looking up things like, you know, uh, alcohol license and ABC and conditional use permit, and um, which um, I just did, took it with a grain of salt. I didn't really think she was that serious, you know? <laughs> so this conversation, she kept talking about it on this vacation, and when we finally got back after the vacation, by the way, we, we went and saw some really inspiring, amazing things that day, um, from food to cheese to wine to beer. And um, she she was the one who was initially very inspired by that, and um, and when we got back, that led to her getting that. I think I bought her an iPad for her birthday, and um, and I iPad that is, and um, she went on to just start researching all these things, and um, all this led up to a point to where she you know. And she started, you know, the way Don goes about business, she's very, uh, you know, she she uses all her tools and she she's very smart. And, you know, the, the next thing that came was the Don's action item list, you know, and it was like this big old easel, you know, those big old easel <laughs> yeah, paper right, things. Right, right. And uh, so she she got one of those big old things and put a line down the middle of it, a line over the top and put her name in a column and my name in a column. Here's what you have to do this week. Here's what I have to do this week. Uh, on our quest to open up a craft beer shop, craft beer cider shop. Um, and I didn't take it that seriously, but I, <clears throat> I played along and, and I would do the things like during work or during lunch, I'd call and uh, get information about Cicerone School and whatever she, she had an idea you know, about our, our tasks that we needed to do and questions that we need answered before we'd open a shop. And this, this was placed on the back of our front door, so it was kind of unavoidable. You know, every time we walked out the door, I was like, here are these things that she has crossed out, and here's all these, you know, so we were kind of racing in order to finish what we needed. So this occurred every week all the way up to, um, I guess it would be the start of 2013. And um, and it continued, and, and it got to the point to where we it got more serious and more serious and she started questioning if i was really interested in this idea and of course i just followed her lead i mean this is this is really you know uh, she has the smarts and she had the guts and <laughs> you know and i followed along and i had to kind of step up to her level in order for this to, to eventually you know unfold so, so let's, let's kind of talk about maybe there's one particular moment where um, you know, you guys, you were just kind of following along, mm -hmm. but there must have been a point where like, oh, I think this, this stuff's getting real. Yeah, and yeah. We're, gonna, we're, I, we're going all in on totally. this. Totally. And I remember that part was uh, when, it, when it was a question of, you know, going to the bank and, you know, and she, she brought up a question, you know, I think at the time I was somewhere in my mid-40s and she says, here's how your life's going to go. You're going to probably, you know, 
you know, work the rest of your days, retire from Nestle. And she says, and you will never have this shot, this chance, and you're never going to get it again, you know? And she said, so you can either do this and free yourself from, uh, you know, your, your corporate situation there and be able to do something that's entirely your own, um, or we can do something else, you know? And um, when, she, when she phrased it that way, and I looked at time, and, you know, I thought, yeah, she's right. This is my last. This is my last chance, and I, I kind of did this sort of a poker approach where you know I took my chips and was like, I'm all in. And so it was that point that I started really getting serious about it and um, realized this thing was going to happen. And mainly because I knew, I, I know how serious she is about things and 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 how smart and how driven and ambitious she is. So I just uh, got inspired by that and, and followed along. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, you know, as a as a um, as a business owner, entrepreneur is, you know, it's not always sunshines and, and yeah, rainbows, yeah. right? True, true. And so, um, maybe you can share with us some of the some of the challenges you guys um, have gone through or are currently facing that really kind of are stretching you, really pushing you as as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is, and it still happens, is you you kind of you kind of have to know your role and agree upon what you're doing with the business. Um, uh, it, it certain parts with us were very easy in that you know everything that had to do with what the products were in the shop, what you know as a buyer, um, what the shop was about uh, as far as um, you know what our niche was, and I mean that was all sort of defined by myself, and um, and um, she kind of handled everything that had to do with business. I mean. Uh, th these are things that I, I didn't really know much about, didn't care too much about, and had no interest in, you know. So um, I think uh, I dealt a lot with the creative end of what products that we had, but there was much more creativity that came from her. And, and you know, if you look at the place, like we're, we're by the way, listeners, we're in the place right now, uh, our shop right here on 4242 Atlantic Avenue in Bixby Knowles. Um, this shop, she it has a certain look to it, you know. It's got this, um, uh, what would you call this? Um, industrial chic kind of, you know. And this is something that she went to school for, and this is a, you know, her job is as a project manager with like higher end furniture. She knows what places, you know, look like and should look like, and so uh, much of much of her creativity came through and how the place looks and. And, uh, and how it continues to look today. Um, all the furniture, all the wood, all the paint, all the colors, the design, everything, all that's all her. Yeah. Um, so it's just uh, when you want to start talking about any of the products here, that's me. <laughs> okay. So very, very easy in that sense, but we do, we do um, you know, have conflicts on, you know, maybe how you know how the business is run from day to day and um well we've been able to work through those i still think that oftentimes we get to a certain point and then um do a lot of compromising you know <laughs> right right and uh we're, which we're still doing today <laughs> sure sure mm -hmm. um so you know um that, that's a lot about um, you know day to day uh, having a business partner mm -hmm. um Maybe let's talk a little bit about you know you left a, a, a corporate job with Nestle yeah. mm -hmm. and you kind of gave that get what was that kind of decision like? Um, it was difficult because 
I mean, and, and anybody would understand this. I mean, when you have a certain amount of money coming in, you're used to, you know, knowing that at some point down the line that's going to change. Um, instantly, a certain amount of fear gets instilled, you know. Right. And um, you're you have to manage that. So managing that sort of fear about the unknown is uh, is something. Yeah, I'm st- I still do. I mean, I think it is that you just care less and less. You know, mm-hmm. you just think um, this is this is what it is, and um, and if it doesn't work, then yeah, I'll just do something else. You know. Uh, okay. But um, uh, I think yeah, for the longest time, it was like you know, you have no idea it's all yours you know mm-hmm. and all the weights on you and and um and i think um over time that just lessens and lessens and um you stop worrying and start concentrating on what you need to do mm-hmm. you know in order to make it successful so and the fact that we're still here I mean, we're going on five years is almost that in itself is a success you know um people are always asking me they say you know, is, I mean, are you guys being successful? And I'm like, uh, how's the business doing? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, I'm always going to say not well enough. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. that's really the essence of business. It's like right. you're trying to do more. You're trying to make more and create more. And mm-hmm. um, so, and I still that feel that way today. It can always do better, you know? And that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, we talked about uh, a little bit of the challenges um, you started, uh, you know, you hit through. Um, uh, is there any, like, particular wall that you've hit in your business that you're, you're like, just trying to knock through right now? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things for me is predictability. Like, um, I find this neighborhood very unpredictable. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it, it seems like... If you look at all the factors, okay, there's a football game on Saturday. Technically, everyone should be here on a Friday, you know, getting their beer for the weekend. And then it won't be busy. Hmm. And then here comes Saturday after the game, and the place is packed. I can't I can't understand it, you know. So there's always the, the, there's that that still exists today in which um, this neighborhood just, it just can't be predictable. It's hmm. not predictable. And because of that, you have to always just prepare for anything anything and everything um and um yeah that's still a bit of a uh, a roadblock for us you know yeah i think that that particular um situation is is not uncommon for a lot of small business imagine. owners right yeah. and it's always unpredictable um but uh, maybe you can share with us um as your journey as owning this particular store and and being a craft beer professional mm-hmm. like what is that kind of one moment where it's like oh yeah this is it this is what our business is about this is why we got into this business yeah i think i think that that was always strong from the very start um and i think it was easy to define our niche and, and the reason being is because everything that i did prior uh to owning this shop was very it was just you know corporatism you know mm-hmm. um and um the procedures and, and and the way things are are handled on on a business um from a business pr- perspective um you know like it, it was almost like an easy thing to kind of an easy an easy um approach to this business would just be for me was to do the exact opposite of what i had been doing for you know many years prior to that at Nestle. Um, so simple things like 
you know, if my business in Nestle required 42 foot trucks, there would not be 42 foot trucks in the back of my business. You know what I mean? Um, if we sold tons of things with Nestle, of course they own everything, you know, I would have a, a very small, you know, selection of sort of curated products. And, um, I'd use my palette and I would contact people, um, you know, write letters to people about products that I was interested in. And I did everything sort of like, you know, wrote letters and, and got responses back from people who, who were, um, who were the, the people who handcrafted these products. And, and I, I wrote really honest letters about what I was trying to do here. And, and I think it, it, it had an effect on them. And very soon after that, I would get a big box in the mail full of samples, and and I would open something up, and it, it could be anything from you know a bag of nuts to you know um, jerky or something like that, and I would taste something, and it would blow my mind, and it was like, okay, that's what I'm using, you know, that's my criteria. It's got to blow my mind in order for it to go on the shelves, and uh, we would do that, and, and uh, then another product would come in. And, we would be working with this new company, and I just used that as a, you know, uh, as a guide for everything that we did here. Everything was, you know, handpicked, um, just as it was handcrafted. Things here were handpicked. Yeah. yeah. So this podcast is actually called the Intentional Entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and you know, success is not is not always by accident. Yeah. So like, I love what you said. Like, hey. This is the we have a specific reason why we picked this this particular product mm -hmm. because yeah. it blew my mind and that's yeah. why we want to carry this product. It's not because we get a good deal on exactly. volume. It's not that at all. all. It's not. It had nothing to do with that. In fact, um, oftentimes I'd find myself um, looking at a product and saying, "Will the customer pay this much for this product?" And oftentimes, <clears throat> the answer is no. I don't think they would, and I would do it anyways mm. because it was that good, and I would be able to tell, relay that to the customers that yeah, this is expensive, but it's really good, you know, <laughs> and it's worth that extra money. And this is this is a time where you don't, you know, think about cost and price, and you just say, this uh, you know champagne strawberry preserve uh, is going to be great to always have around, mm -hmm. you know, in, in your in your house and. Um, taste it you know taste this bacon marmalade you know what i mean yeah and you tell me what you think so t tell me your experience with with the customers like you guys have a premium but it's like maybe 10 times 20 times more than kind of your nor you know the ordinary product mm -hmm. how's the how has the reception been for some of the uh, customers like oh yeah, yeah i'm willing to pay way more because yeah i think i think that um there is that person where price is you know um quality outweighs price and, and I think that I think that you choose things in your life certain people choose things um, you know you'll sacrifice here you know for something over here and I think uh, when it comes to your enjoyment or you know I mean these are little small things that you eat and enjoy you know it's not really too you know decadent to right. have you know a really nice uh, marshmallow espresso cookie you know like right. it's not that decadent you know but if um, these things are unfamiliar they don't see them at stores around they, they they find that they're from another you know state far away I've I brought them here um, because you know I followed this company their 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 wins at trade shows 
Um, and I try to, if you go look at our shelves, you'll see this, we included the story behind each of these companies. Um, and it usually involves two people, three people who met in school and, you know, there's a, there's a story of how they met and they wanted to do things correctly, right. you know. And uh, I try to relay that to customers. And I think when you tell this, you know, you tell your customers this, um, you won't find it anywhere here. I'm the only person in, you know, in uh, LA County who sells this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think they see why spending a little bit more money is, is definitely worth it, you know, in this case. Right. So, so I, I love how you, you like to tell the story behind mm -hmm. a particular product. So um, how much of like the story out of like the packaging and the displays here is um, uh, is part of the overall process, mm -hmm. I guess sales process, right? Yeah, I think with a lot of things, um, <clears throat> people often, well, like in relationship to beer, uh, people come here and they, uh, they come, they'll say, you know, you're the, you're, you're the beer expert, you know? But I don't, I, I always saw myself more as, I mean, I know a lot about beer, you know, and, um, but I see myself more as an expert in customer service, mm. you know? And I think that, that that is one thing, I mean, if I'm talking to other entrepreneurs, you just, you, a business simply can't exist without it. You know, you have to be good at it. You have to talk to, you have to engage with people. You have to tell them all the things that you experienced to get this product, you know, uh, and, and what you know about it. And when they see your confidence behind, you know, um, you know, something as simple as a cookie, you know, um, they're more apt to try it. And usually they, they'll have the similar reaction than I, that I did initially, and then they'll keep coming back and buying it. So, you know, you're creating, you're creating loyalty, but you're also really just giving them good customer service. And, um, I find that, um, even when I'm talking, I've done podcasts with beer, it's, it's, it's not about being an expert. It's about being good. It's about communicating and talking with people, their own experiences, and getting down to their palates and what they like and their experiences and, and trying to use all that uh, to help them with their purchase, you know? And um, ha making good purchases is, you know, leads to other good purchases, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I often get people that come back and they'll say, you know, I came in here, I don't recognize the people, but they'll say, I came in here and you recommended this and this and this, and it was awesome. and. Um, and it's usually mainly just because I was asking them questions. What are you doing tonight? What are you cooking? How many people are there? You know, mm -hmm. what, who's in, who are the craft beer people? Who are the wine people? You know, we just have a conversation. And I think that's really the most effective thing at, at this business is me, me um, doing whatever I can to give them the best customer service possible every day that I'm here. You right. Know? And, and also to just talk with them, just have a conversation about... Um, you know, think about all the times you go shopping and, um, you know, you're kind of on your own out there, you know? Right. And I think to really just come up and, and talk and, and, and see what they're looking for and, and you know, and also knowing, you know, when to leave the, you know, leave them alone, you know? Right, right, right. Um, I think that there's an art to that. And, um, and I'm, and I'm as, as this shop, met, you know, five years into it, I'm just getting better at it, you know? Right, and, right. um I oftentimes now ha have gained the trust of certain of my customers where they'll just come in and they'll say, so what's, what, what's popping this week that I'll like, you know, and I'll just go that, 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 that. I know what they like. I know their palate. Mm -hmm. I know the styles of beer they like. 
um, you may want to check this new potato chip out over there. You know, they're like, right. <laughs> so uh, I, I put a lot of emphasis on customer service. So the, uh, you mentioned customer service, and I, I read a, a quote. It's like you know, customers or clients um, are are um, uh, want to be are silently telling you know us business owners that they want to be led. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like you know you, you've got people coming. Say, I don't know anything about beer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to trust your expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. I'm going to just trust what you tell me that mm-hmm. it's going to go good with whatever I'm doing. Right, yeah. right. And I I I think that uh, it's, it's a very valuable thing, and I think that people. You know, you have to be able to communicate with people. You have to be comfortable, you know, um, to talk with people about uh, about what you're selling and, and, and to be able to kind of get into why they came here. What What is it about this place that, you know, and right. then you'll find what it is they like about the place and then you'll just give them more of that, you know? Right, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's my that's my approach to, mainly to, to my customers is customer service. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, all right. So, you know, you talked about um, when you guys were planning out the store, uh, you guys put that that uh, sheet behind the door, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I'm sure that was on purpose. That was intentional. Yeah. So, so yeah. give us give us a little bit a little bit more info on that, and mm-hmm. then from there, you know, what did you guys do like every day, every week before you yeah. open these doors? Well, her action item list as it is <laughs> um, was effective. I mean, these are things, these are tools that she uses. Um, not something I'm familiar with uh, in what I did, but. Um, yeah, it was just like, you know, it forces you to, to do, get things accomplished every day, you know, and, um, and I think, um, that's one big thing that I've learned from her is that, um, you, you have to force yourself to get things done and cross it out as it were, you know, (laughs) like during the week, uh, and then letting them move on to, to, to more information and, and, uh, just constantly building you know you're in this mode of building every week every day and that building over you know two years next thing you know it's december 5th 2014 and you're on your last inspection before you get your business license and then you're like you're thinking to yourself how did i get here well it was really driven by don and her action item list you know what i mean um we learned everything there was to know about doing what we were doing over time and discussions and um, and I'd bring things to the table. Um, you know, I read, I would read books um, that I thought were about beer, but actually were about business. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would offer where I could. Um, but um, she definitely was uh, is is the driver, you know, of of, def- of opening the shop. You know, right. And I and I relied on her for everything. She taught me, you know, how to how to do this. Right. So. Mm-hmm. so um, um, you know, you came from corporate, even before the store, you didn't have any experience with None. owning a business and, um, and Don um, didn't. She did. She did. Okay. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, uh, but still, like, it's still um, learning on the fly, trial mm-hmm. by fire almost, yeah, right? So absolutely. what are the, some of the things like, um, like that you guys had to go through, but it's like, hey, I couldn't have learned this through any book or someone telling me. I had to learn this by failing at it or doing it yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it is... Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I took a uh, a leave, uh, a severance uh, from my job, and for a time, I was acting as a foreman um, while the place was being built. You know, being built out from the inside out, mm-hmm. everything from equipment to you know uh, water and 
and um, you know, redoing the, the floor and the tiles and the air conditioning unit. I mean, everything. Lighting, um, fixtures. I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, and she would just say to me, you're going to be there. You're, gonna, you're the acting foreman. You have to pretend like you know what you're doing. And, you know what I mean? And so I just did that. I, I, I came here and um, I was this big imposing figure that walked around that, that looked like I knew what I was doing. But ultimately had no idea. I would call her, you know, she would take a lunch and I'd go, they're doing this, they're doing this. Is that right? Is that right? And then we'd get together and she'd say, I can't talk to you. I'm, I'm going to be, the next three hours, I'm going to be working. But make sure they don't do this, make sure they do this, and um, here's what you need to get done today, you know, uh, to stay on track. So I'd walk back in and kind of pretend like I I knew what I was doing. And uh, so there's a situation where, you know, it was like um, you had to just become the part. You're just thrown into something and you, and uh, there's no arguing because it's happening, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just come in and, and assume the role and make the best of it and Every day you learn more, and um, we got we got through it. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, from the the moment that you guys um, uh, went to Michigan and, mm-hmm. and really kind of uh, started thinking about having this, and um, like and today, um, you know, what would you view your your process, you know, your journey mm-hmm. from that day in Michigan to today as we're, we're speaking. I think I think it was ultimately we were super passionate about doing it. I think that uh, we also saw that this neighborhood and the street there was a sort of it was it was being revitalized, you know. It was on the in this area had had a history of going from ghost town to being mm-hmm. this flourishing you know business uh, district, and uh, it was un, it was it was at the beginning of that. And mm-hmm. we said well, we can really come in and and um, just try to create this versioning uh, scene, you know, of, of beer. Um, at the time, there was only a handful of breweries in Long Beach. I mean, three, I think that I can right. mention. Um, and of course, now that's blown up in the in the time that we've been here. Um, well. The, the initial question to make sure I'm yeah on track. so like you know um, you know from from when you guys thought of this idea in Michigan mm-hmm. uh, and and today like did you guys have you guys achieved what you guys wanted to achieve I think so right. yeah and I, I think you know we we we've done what we wanted to do uh, the money was never you know we weren't we didn't we didn't expect to be rich at this this is ultimately a passion project mm-hmm. um, if uh, if I was looking, if money was the you know uh, the motivator, we definitely would have done what we were, what we did. You know, right. um, I every time I come here and open the shop up at noon, you know, um, put the key in the back there and open that back door, and I'm reminded every day that this is my own. This is something I built. Um, it's not about money. It's about creating something where there was once nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and the fact that it continues to stay open, and, um, and who, know, who knows how long, maybe it will change into something else. I mean, we're still talking, 
you know mm-hmm. maybe it will become more maybe there'll be more of these you know who knows mm-hmm. um, I think she's very busy with her regular job and I'm very busy with my day to day here we do have a lease coming up you know so who, who knows what we'll do but uh, we're starting to definitely talk about it you know okay and I yeah. uh, feel like the mere fact that we're on on the fifth year going towards the fifth year is a success in itself mm-hmm. you know because you, you know businesses right usually don't <laughs> last past what the first, first year first year yeah, yeah yeah so we're way way beyond that you know okay mm-hmm. now looking back um for you personally as you started this journey how have you transformed as a person um, becoming you know from corporate to as a business owner um i think um Let's see. Well, I like the idea of when I worked for Nestle, uh, there's a lot that's just sort of taken care of. Like you have a role, you know, and you fulfill that role and then you clock out and that's it, you know, and you get a paycheck and that paycheck's good. It's a very comfortable place to be in. Uh, And, um, and you get a, you get addicted to that you you, you don't even know how addicted to that you are you know <laughs> right. what I mean um, I think when things become your own yeah you can pretty much kiss that goodbye you know right. and I think um, you're forced to you know really take things everything under consideration and you, there's a lot of um, weight on your back you know and uh, you have to it forces you to, to get through challenges you're you know on your own you know uh, even if you keep chipping away at something and you fail, you have to continue to chip away. You have to find another angle, you know? <laughs> you have to look for all angles. Eventually, one will open up, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I, I just wasn't like that in, in, in when I worked for a, a big corporation. I, I just got to, you know, was worrying about what I was going to spend my money on vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't care, you know? Right. I was like, there were so many other things that were taken care of. And, mm-hmm. This is your own. This is you. You feel the weight of a bad week. You feel you. You feel that you celebrate um, your successes. You know. Uh, I think you're just more engaged in in your day to day life, and um, and I think um, taking that ownership uh, for the things that you do, and um, when you attempt to do something, whether whether it be, you know, like I said, we'll have events here. And the goal really is to bring people here and show them something that mm-hmm. they otherwise would never have, you know, seen or learned. Or, um, and um, in the in the old days, you know, when I worked for a corporation, it was just to make more money. You know, mm-hmm. it was never to learn anything. Right. You know, um, how could we, how how could we all just look to be the same in the eyes of the the corporate structure? You mm-hmm. know. Um, the managers all wanted us to just be one thing, right? You know what right. I mean. So in this here, like you, you know, you you you're not comfortable in that, and you you um, you invite somebody here to discuss, let's say, rustic ales that are produced by you know um, Propolis, let's say, a brewery in Port Townsend, and you're talking to a lady who also has a story, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're coming here and you find that that much of what we talk about here while we're drinking beer and, and you have people here, a lot of the questions are about business mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. are interested in small business. I think it's intriguing 
to everybody. And, uh, and it ultimately comes down to people really, really believing in what they do and um, having the guts to, to you know, kind of ante up and, and, and take that uh, plunge. And I think um, there, there's something extremely gratifying about it, but that has an opposite side too. Right, <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Right. It can be very worrying. And, um, uh, but, but I do think that, uh, yeah, now, now having done both, um, this is ultimately the, the best place to be, you know, is, uh, you know, uh, making decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I may have something that intrigues me about whatever, whatever we're doing here. And uh, I'll bring that here and I can execute it, you know, on my own get some help from Don, get some help from other employees, but I can say, here's what, here's an idea I have. I want to, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and uh, we've been very successful. We've had a big audience of people here that have told me at a later date, I've never been to an event like that, hmm. you know? So, um, and that's because the event had a point, you know? It, right. it, there was, I was trying to give, give something, something that impressed me, I was trying to show that to them. Hmm. And, um, course uh it it just so happens that the money follows Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the most bottles i sold was when it was the most interesting wow you know what i mean right right so all those things relate to each other Mm -hmm. um when i have good beers up here and people come in and taste when i give them a lot of my time and tell them all the stories that go behind those beers why i chose them why i think it's important that you taste them um, that relates to sales out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to sell. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that because I'm intrigued by it. Right. And I want to share that intrigue with, with the people that are here. Um, but I think that that's a, that correlation, I think that's good for any entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Is that I think that if you're authentic and um, you're, you're sharing with them your passions, I think the money follows. Should. You know, what yeah, I mean? right, right, right. It should yeah. follow, right? Um, and uh, more often than not, I should say, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I like to um, finish out, um, you know, these talks with kind of rapid fire questions. So, mm-hmm. uh, give me the first answer that pops in your head. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, best business book that you read? Uh, it was a book by Sam Calagione of uh, Dogfish Head. Okay. And. Um, it was, uh, gosh, I, the, the title is, it's his first one that he wrote, um, the biz- Making a Business of Beer, or something to this effect. Uh, he also wrote another one that is a little bit even more into, uh, into business, mm-hmm. but um, that was the one I had referenced earlier. Yeah. Uh, it was a book about beer that really was more about business. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely read that one, and, and, I, and if I could say one more, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a book that was written by Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada, um, you know, unbelievable book. Right. I mean, so many things that are inspiring, and and so much of that book has to do with everyone's telling you no, but you believed in yourself, and you know, you. And he one day said, you know, to somebody, um, no, everyone's gonna develop a taste for the hops from Yakima Valley, mm. <laughs> at a time when everyone <laughs> thought they taste like, you know, blood and pennies. You know what I mean? <laughs> And he was right. Everyone did develop a taste for hops. Hmm. It just took time, you know. Um, but yeah, that guy is, is fascinating. And, and his business model still to this day is bizarre. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's right. intriguing. 
um, but very inspiring because mm. it says that you don't have to do things um, the way other people do them, you know, and you can be successful. Right. Yeah. Um, what is the best business advice you've ever gotten? I think it is um, probably to be authentic. Hmm. I think that that word uh, has a lot of weight. Um, and I think we were talking about that just previous to this. Um, when you're honest about what you do and about your passion, I think that just leaks through to other people. And I think uh, they want that. Mm -hmm. And um, they keep coming back here, you know, trying to get that. And, um, but yeah, you just, you as much as you can, you have to be authentic with people. And you have to let your own passion for what you're doing here guide what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and um, yeah, that's it. And um, what's the number one challenge you're facing in your business right now? Uh, it's always, well, we have a very small business with a very big tree <laughs> <laughs> that, that prevents you from seeing the business, you know? So most of the people that discover us kind of discover us through Yelp or um, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have a lot of money that we spend on advertising. I mean, it's usually through social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I do... Um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, and occasionally we'll have events and we'll throw a little money their way because it reaches the most people. But just getting, I mean, still getting people to know that we're here. And once, um, what we do here is not very common, you know? Right, right. So people come in and they say, so how do you, what do you do here? How do I drink? Uh, what, what type of products do you have? I mean, it takes them a while to figure out what it is we are. Mm -hmm. And once they do, they lock it in their head they keep it in their minds as they're, you know, uh, there's a bunch of options of things to do today, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to go to that cool beer shop or taste some beers. I want to bring somebody to show them what, what my experience was there. But really, um, it's still a challenge every day to, to quickly define what we are hmm. once you find us, right. you know? Right. And then, the, of course, the biggest thing is, is um, directing traffic, getting people to come here first of all to find us you know right, right, right. i mean if you look out there you've got two neon signs yeah. we don't have a sign because of that big tree that's out there yeah. uh why spend eight grand on something nobody's going to see right you know? right, right um so it's really traffic i know what to do with the people once they're here mm. but traffic here mm -hmm. um and also too you know the things that are out there you got people like yelp and google and and, and um the amount of money they're asking for help to do that right. is too much, you know. So a small business like this doesn't have three hundred and fifty dollars to, you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, people need to use that as a as a business model in order to take a small business like this and help them. Mm -hmm. But then also show them quantifiable results of how they were able to do that. Right. Um, if somebody came in here and, and pitched me on that, I'd be definitely interested. And you'd get some of my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, Not right. Not a lot, but right. I, I mean, it, it would be a good business idea to, for to help drive traffic to small businesses. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Patrick, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, uh, I know you said it before, but where can we find you? Um, the shop. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. shop is at four two four two Atlantic Avenue. We're in the uh, north part of Long Beach. Um, we're just north of the 405 freeway in Atlantic. Um, you, if you're coming from the 405 freeway, we're past Carson on the right-hand side. There's a, 
not too much parking so you have to parking is a bit of a thing for us um, but definitely throw uh, what's called stateside crafts I should say I should have said that more <laughs> in this interview <laughs> uh, uh, stateside crafts and that is um, um, you can find us on on Facebook and uh, Instagram and uh, Yelp and um, and yeah so put us in your GPS and just get here get here walk in I'll take care of the rest all right all right <laughs> hey it's been fun Patrick yeah. thank you for having me I appreciate it all right all right